iTunes presents Meet the Filmmaker at the Tribeca Film Festival. Good afternoon and welcome to the Apple Store Soho. We're very pleased that you could join us for one of today's many special events which are taking place during the Tribeca Film Festival. Joining me now from IndieWire is today's moderator. Please welcome Eugene Hernandez. This event uh, is really exciting for us. When we were putting together this, this schedule at IndieWire and working with Apple this year, uh, we dreamed of having these guys on the stage here to, provide a, to present a conversation for you guys. And we're really thrilled that we can have them here. These guys and their associated collaborators, conspirators, and fellow filmmakers have done um, more for Latin American filmmaking and bringing it to this country um, than anybody else I can think of in the past five to ten years. It's really exciting to have them here. We're going to talk about their work, talk about what they've done, what they're doing now. Uh, let's bring out Carlos Cuadón, Gael García Bernal, and Diego Luna. Hola, hola. You can be more enthusiastic than that. Hola. There yeah. are, guys, there are just as many folks, um, sadly, who couldn't make it here who are down on the first floor, just as, as many as there are on the, on the second floor here at the Apple uh, Store. Can we hear them? <laughs> yes! <laughs> hola, hola, hola. Wow, that's exciting. Is that record? Is that really happening? It's not. It's not really happening. No, it's not <laughs> it's real. Not really it's not real. Neither. There's a sheet in front of you. This isn't even really happening. <laughs> All right, okay. I um, thought so. I'm. I can only imagine how excited you guys are to unleash your latest collaboration. Huh? Uh, the movie opens in theaters, um, in multiple theaters in this country, on May the eighth. So we invite you to. Uh, Check out the website for the film. Just go to sonypicturesclassics.com or rudoicursimovie.com um, and you can uh, find out where the movie will be playing somewhere near you. And those of you who are watching us uh, via iTunes, this event is being recorded for iTunes. So we invite you to, uh, to spread the word. Um, let's, let's just take a step back. Let's talk about this movie. We saw a little bit of a taste of it and we're going to watch some clips in a moment that will give you uh, an even bigger taste of the film. Um, Carlos, you were saying last night, I believe you were saying last night, that um, as you were casting this movie and when you went out to these guys, you sort of saw the idea, you thought of the idea of them sort of playing against type for these characters. Can you comment on that a little bit and sort of how you, uh, you know, how you structured that or came up with that idea and, and why? Well, um, the thing is that we did it to Mamatamien together and uh, I didn't want to repeat myself. Um, and, and I think that's uh, something that, you know, directors, they don't want to repeat themselves, or, or writers. But, and, uh, and, and, and so to, to cast them against their types gave me the opportunity to start from scratch, you know, and to work with them, uh, like in the opposite way that we worked in Itumama Tambien, even though I didn't direct it, but I was very close in, in the process with my brother Alfonso. So uh, it responded for that, and it, and it gave them a lot of new stuff to play with. Uh, as actors and in, in constructing the characters. Have you heard about those writers, you know, that they, they're always there, the, the, those fucking writers that <laughs> don't leave you alone? 
<laughs> you know, while you're shooting a film, that happens a lot. If you ask a, a director if they like the writer sitting next to them, uh, they, they'll, they'll be lying if they say yes. But uh, Alfonso has this special way to work with, with Carlos, where they really complement each other. You know, and when he has to fight with someone, he chooses his brother, which Close. is amazing. So, <laughs> so yeah. if he has to fight with someone and his brother's not there, does he pick on one of the two? Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Always me. Always. Yeah, exactly. Always. <laughs> I'm the younger one, so he's like, yeah. But he's not here, and I'm sure he doesn't know how to use iTunes, so yeah. he's not listening to this. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he takes yeah the shit on me always. How did, he, how did he approach you, each of you, individually about this movie? And did he, did he tell you that he was talking to the other as well? Or uh, how was, did he tell you about the story or the yeah, idea? Yeah, it was very cheating and easy, actually, the way he did it. Because he just said, um, hey, guys, um, I want to do a film about football. Yes! <laughs> yes. No, I mean, we both like went like, uh, yeah, we had a, we've been wandering all our lives, I guess, to, to become football players. And... Uh, and finally, we get a chance to do it, but obviously in a, f in a film, not for real, but at least we're gonna get a little feeling of what it feels. Unfortunately, um, football is not very filmic. You know, it's a, in, it's a, very, it's a very irrational sport. It doesn't have any, any um, deconstruction that can be dramatized in a way. It happens and it's perfect as it is because it's really, it's really imperfect. It's really unpredictable. So it just happens and it's better to see a, uh, sometimes it's better to see a match than a, than a film or or the other way around. So it, they don't they don't uh, go really well with each other. Uh, and what we wanted to do in this in this film was uh, more or less focus on the on the on the story about the brotherhood between these two characters and use football as the context of um, uh, where this is happening. No and. Uh, and it was great to to be able to be at least getting a little glimpse through the context of of football, um, and that's the way he approached it, because he mentioned it to us separately, actually, and this I'm glad that every, the whole world is watching in iTunes, because he, he very cheatingly uh, told us separately, like, hey, I'm wanted to, I want to do a film about football, yes, no? Yeah, but I, I didn't um, invite them, you know, I, I was just telling them the story. He was just telling us. And sharing, sharing. And we were sharing yeah, his yeah, excitement. Yeah, I want to play that. Guy. How let's can say, I help let's say you, one you know? thing. He was not a director at that time, you know, he was a writer. I, I, I was he has changed dramatically. Stuff, the first yeah. standing ovation he got, you know, made him a different guy. Now we've no, no, created no, no, a monster no, 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 here. Sure, and just yeah. with one film, you know, exactly. he just poof, lost ground. Uh, so then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the myth started to evolve, no? And now, uh, I mean, the next thing, if you ask him again, how did everything got started with us? He's going to say, yeah, well, um, this, these two guys wanted to play this character, so I had to create another character. It's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that, that I have to say is true. No, but it's better for the movie, in a way. I mean, yeah, no, it yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but <laughs> the thing is, we both wanted to play a character that was called Tato at the time, and it was a film called Tato. In fact, as always happens, you know, they, they decide what you're going to shoot next in IMDb, uh -huh. and they always put it, write it down before there is even a script or something. Yeah. So we were, we've been doing a film, both of us, in the same role for five years. Well, this guy had to write a brother, and then I had to yeah, uh, write the story you, you'll watch the 8th of May in all the states. It's the 8th of May. That's three days after Cinco oh, yeah, de Mayo. Three days no? after Cinco de Mayo. Okay. So plenty of time to recover from any 
parties or celebrating. <laughs> yeah, if you celebrate single Mayo, you do, yeah. which you should. Yeah. Why? There's nothing to celebrate. To celebrate, here there is. Here, oh, yeah. there is. It, here, there's been a whole like. A we whole know each other for more than ten years. There's nothing to celebrate here. <laughs> it's not a joke. You should just go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the, in the movie, you guys play brothers, competitive brothers. Uh, and you're both, um, we're going to take a look at a, at a first clip, and in this clip, um, there's an opportunity for one of the characters in the movie, uh, either Rudo or Kersey, who they will be, what they will become known as, um, to potentially join this, um, this soccer team. And that leads to um, an immediate competition to see who's going to get the spot on the team, or the, the chance at a spot. Uh, so let's take a look at a clip of uh, these two guys uh, playing soccer and, make, and trying to shoot for this opportunity. Muy bien, muy bien, felicitaciones, muy bien. ¿Otro? No, ¿qué otro? El penal fue legítimo. Que sea dos detrás, señor. No, amigo, dos detrás. No, 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 flaquito, no, no, el juego es así, no? se gana o no. se pierde, te tocó perder, suerte para la próxima. Y vos, fantástico, muy bien. Gracias. Me encantó, esquinero, está fantástico. Te quiero ver mañana temprano, siete y media, ¿ahí te parece bien la comería? Ah, pues ahí ¿Eh? estaré, sí, sí. Ya voy, amigo, ya voy. Ya tengo el auto, temprano. Sí. Chao, campeón. Sí, sí. chao. Ah, oíme, ¿dónde para uno acá? In the next clip, we will say what we say when they they turn the the, the volume off. There was you know, the censored parts, he wants to play them. A lie for you. But I'll, but I'll use words you can hear. I mean, no, actually, like. let's give it's like karaoke, all right? Anyone that speaks Spanish, get a chance to do the, 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 the parts. Anyway. Yeah. So, did you like the scene? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> I know better than to uh, get in the middle of you guys, you know, sort of chatting. So I'm just I'm hanging back when I need to, to sort of you know, see where it goes. Um, there was some talk yesterday uh, about um, the football skills of, of each of you and uh, the uh, CG soccer ball that had to be brought in to uh, compensate for certain uh, deficiencies. Uh, let's put this to rest now. Who's the better? You're being incredibly biased now. You, 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 yeah, you're sticking to. You know what? What did you guys talk before doing this? He was a, he, 
first of all, he Basically, watched the film last night. He didn't mention that it was he you. He came last night. He didn't no, mention that it was you, but well, your course, attitude is showing how that you... How difficult is your it? Your football is terrible. How difficult is it to catch a ball? With your hands. That is very difficult. Let's, let's put it this way. We both play in the same team. Uh, we play every Saturday. We've always had to pay to play. Uh, you know, we're not that good. Let's yeah, accept that. it. Carlos plays in the same league in the second division uh, in a team that when I came into the league, won for the first time after a year and they were celebrating that we're you know, consistent. the first win in a year that's where he comes from so let's just please uh, I do play every week, you don't play man. no, not, a, not anymore I have to say because now I have other stuff to do on weekends but we, we I had to play a goalkeeper I've never been a goalkeeper uh, and I managed to, to, to do every scene that you'll see in the film There was no special effects, no CGI, and uh, all the money that the producers had to invest in effects was invested in scenes that Gael is part of. Uh, and you'll see, I mean, it's pretty, pretty good. I mean, now that you know, you'll probably realize that that ball doesn't exist and that was painted, but it looks quite amazing. I mean, the, the work you did is unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. There is it's, it's tough to, I mean, I, I always had an actor to act with or a ball to act with, you know. He had to act with nothing. He's just yeah. such an amazing actor. Well, uh, I mean, I'm sure there is going to be some, like, Photoshop sort of uh, uh, workshops here or something because, I mean, that's a special effect, right, also, no? Yes. To, to slim Diego down? Yeah. That yeah, was, yeah, yeah. That, uh, had all to the be. budget went there, yeah. actually. And it, uh, we yeah. all know that. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Look, look at the poster, look yeah. at before and after kind of thing. <laughs> I, I had to win weight after the film. <laughs> <laughs> for another film. <laughs> But uh, that's different. I mean, yeah, that shows how much, how much passion I have yeah, yeah. for my job. No, actually, we, but uh, going into detail, we had to play very little, actually. Almost nothing. Yeah. Actually, Carlos was very reluctant to show any football. Tell us why, Carlos. Uh. Well, it's a sibling rivalry story. I didn't want soccer to get in the way, and it just was getting on the way. So, you know, after I saw Funny Games, that great film by Michael Haneke, which is the most violent film you can ever see, and all violence is off camera, I came up with that idea to do the same. So, uh, there's not much soccer on it. It's more about the reactions, the human emotion reacting on the stands or the sportscasters telling you or what is happening. Or on the pitch, you know, the climatic moments between these two guys um, in, in the rivalry. And you will only see two penalty kicks because, yeah, that is really dramatic. And also, uh, also so according to Mexican league standards, we didn't have to play that well. No. Isn't it the truth? Isn't it the truth? It's, it's a, no, it's no, a no. horrible Re truth. Remember, you're in the States. Exactly. So here in, we don't yeah, talk yeah, about football. We don't talk about football here. <laughs> exactly. We talk about a different yeah. kind of football here. Yeah. We talk about a different kind of football here. or It's a different sport. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm talking no. about But soccer. Soccer yeah, doesn't yeah, get talked about. We've been beaten by the States for the last five years five or something. Years. Ten years. And nobody cares here. You know, the, 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 you ask them, they don't know the name of the players. They, uh, they mean nothing. And they yeah. keep winning too. Who is Langdon Donovan? No, you know? you know what? I want to talk about this. <laughs> I want to get it out. See, this is humiliating. Huh? <laughs> so have you guys, I would imagine that in the years since you worked together uh, with Itimama Tambien, that you must have been approached to make another movie together in some fashion. 
yeah, many many scripts. Yeah, yeah, like we 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 got. Tu mama uh, también. Uh, tu mama happening in the snow, you know, in yeah. a ski resort. Uh, yeah, no, 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 that's not a joke. It's true. <laughs> and they they wanted us like there was many scripts yeah. about teenagers trying this drug or it teenagers mommy, going. It to mommy returns también. Uh-huh. It to mommy. <laughs> Itumami returns from the grave. Itumami <laughs> goes to U- Europe. Yeah. The, the, really, there would be people like that would say, "You know what, guys? I have this idea," and tell the whole the whole story of Itumama también, but just in a different place. But it, really thinking it was a great idea and that we were gonna love it. You know, uh, it was just ridiculous. And then we, we've been working a lot together, but uh, avoiding the, the 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 chance of of, of acting in the same thing, but. We created a company, we have a film festival in Mexico, uh, a documentary film festival. Um, we, yeah, we have a lot going on. Uh, but it was cool to act again in a film uh, written by Carlos that happened kind of with the same family that talks about brotherhood that has a lot to do with the connection we've made through these years. No? We've had certain offers to reenact certain scenes of Itumama también. I <laughs> and we have we have accepted many times. Uh, it's not it's it's for the love of the art. <laughs> yeah, really? yeah, 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 yeah. No, there's, just, there's a scene in this. There's a couple scenes in this movie that I thought maybe we're gonna go there at some point. Maybe shower scenes that mm-hmm. could have. Ah, no, no, that, that's a real story that happened to Carlos. Why you don't tell us that? They, they, <laughs> because these guys, when they come and say, "Isn't it Hazing. Uh, oh? Hazing. So when, they, when these guys get to the team, the first team, they, they have this event in the, in the showers, you know, that uh, happened to Carlos when he was nine. And uh, he managed to talk about it. And, uh, and, and uh, so please, Carlos. No, I can't. It's, it's too <laughs> just, traumatic. Just describe I mean, the scene. They'll know that it I happened to you. You, you don't you have to accept it. You spent seven years avoiding it to Mama Tambien <laughs> in the snow. And you ended up doing it to Mama Tambien goes to the stadium. I mean, that's <laughs> really weird. No, okay. I'm gonna explain <laughs> what happens okay. in the scene. He doesn't want to talk about his hazing. Let's explain, explain the hazing. Yeah, yeah. The hazing. Well, the first one that happens to Gael's character is they just use this uh, mental thing that you use to shave in parts where you normally don't shave. Uh, it 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 leaves it leaves it very soft, uh-huh. and 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 it was a bit refreshing actually. <laughs> yeah. And it ends with the image of... No, you have to talk about the end. <laughs> no, you're not going to talk about the ending of things. No? Okay, no. no but talk then you'll have to watch But then, the then what, what happens to your... Oh, the yeah, they, 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 shave, uh, they, they shave my balls, basically. Uh, and uh, they all hold me and, and, and shave me balls and probably more, but... But, <laughs> <laughs> but as he was saying, some things are left off camera, so... Yeah, yeah imagine, this happens, right? yeah. This, you, you're not going to see it, but you're going to feel it, <laughs> which is even worse. <laughs> so, choose. You choose. <laughs> so, we're going to take a look at another clip, and... <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think I think we're hoping that Alfonso will figure out how to use iTunes because he's going to want to see this conversation. Um, in the in the movie, these these characters, these uh, these brothers, um, make it to Mexico City and are on um, rival teams, and they reunite, so to speak, uh, back in back in um, back in Mexico and in Mexico City. 
And we're going to watch a clip uh, that also incorporates uh, another aspect of one of the characters, and that is um, Gael's character doesn't just want to be a soccer player, but he, he is a singer, and he aspires to be a singer. And, um, the character. The character. Uh, well, <laughs> as he, <laughs> this, this might bring up the, uh, the previously mentioned karaoke, but... Um, uh, possibilities, but anyway, let's take a look. Let's take a look at the scene, and then we're going to see uh, we're going to see Guile's character um, performing a little bit for us as well. So let's take a look. Le había olvidado un pequeño detalle, que tal vez es importante, no sé. Este es un contrato para grabar una canción y su video con la disquera de un amigo. Uy, no. No. ¿Lo atropellamos en grande? Allá, no. Well, if you want, if you want to get the same quality of the video that you just saw, you can get one of the workshops here and just do it with a program that is. <laughs> no, no, no. This was actually done in a much more rudimentary way. No? I was gonna, I was gonna ask Carlos for not, not even talking about the style you used to uh, to shoot the film, but actually the your inspiration for shooting that video. Well, in, in Mexico, Very authentic. We, uh, yeah, we have this uh, TV channel that, that is like the regional music MTV. And, uh, and they show like these kind of videos. Uh, say the name, say the name. Uh, Banda Max, it's called Banda Max, the channel. And uh, check it out. Check you know, it out, it's cool. Uh, and well, you know, instead of copying one specific video, I took like the elements that those videos share. And it's more about, you know, the kitschy style. Uh, the the uh, backdrops are always countrysides or with horses for some very strange reason. Uh, the kind of costume that Gal wears is the kind of thing they would wear. I just overdid it a little bit with uh, color combination. Uh, sometimes there's green screens. If there's a choreography, uh, you, you would have beautiful girls dancing. Uh, the choreographer asked me if what I expected from her choreography, and I said, just illustrate the song. And, uh, and I want uh, people to be uh, dancing your choreography next year in weddings, and that is happening in Mexico. Uh, you know, so we made it. And uh, Angel is a great dancer, actually a better dancer than a singer. 
No, he, he's really and, good at it. And your performance guy, Ellen, in that video, I'm sure it was inspired by uh, a number of uh, similar performances in Bandamax. Oh, yeah, in Bandamax and in another film called Havana Nights. <laughs> where... <laughs> I'm, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm going to think the answer. Is <laughs> okay. Uh, the, the, well, well, you think the, the, um, it was Carlos, 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 unfortunately, has a lot of dues to pay still to his family because he forced his family to watch Bandamax for like one year. Yes. Yeah. And it's actually really, uh, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah, it was fun to make the, the video clip, no? We had a lot of fun doing it. We, yeah. uh, uh, we uh, tried out many different things, and there's many experiments that, uh, unfortunately, the song lasts only two minutes. And, well, fortunately, the song only lasts <laughs> two minutes and a half, and, and, uh, and we had to choose. But, uh, but uh, there were even kitscher and much more wilder experiments of how to make it even more... Um, Corny, in a way, yeah. And in fact, if you go in YouTube, there's versions that people has done of the of, of the video that are a few are, have even better ideas. It's it's really cool now. This whole song have created a. It's like you remember when Oscar de la Hoya started to sing. <laughs> I was just thinking about him while, while I was watching it right now. Like a big big star suddenly says, "Yeah, I can sing too." Manny Pacquiao is doing that now. Manny Pacquiao too. No yeah. <laughs> Manny Pacquiao is singing now. Yeah, oh, that, that yeah, has to yeah be I saw amazing. it yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> it's cool. <Wow>. <laughs> <laughs> we're to get to questions from the audience in just a moment, but uh, you guys referenced, and Diego, you were talking about some of the um, collaborations that you guys have been developing together, both producing the festival Ambulante, which is an amazing documentary festival that travels around Mexico. Um, on a serious note, I mean, tell me what, I mentioned this earlier at the beginning, um, you guys have been part of a, a real serious um, opportunity and a wave of filmmaking that has been um, not only brought to you know festivals like Cannes, which is coming up, and, and to other festivals around the world, but but really has had has resonated with the films you've brought to this country, to to the United States. Um, tell me a bit about what your thinking has been as collaborators and as partners in this company. Um, what sort of goals you've had, and what you're sort of looking to do next in some of the collaborations? I think it's about um, not to think about markets, you know, like whoever thinks about film like, oh, I have to hit that market and, and, and then they do these films where there's a, there's a Mexican, you know, talking to, to, to a guy from Asia and they get in love with a blonde woman that happens to be from Europe and don't, then it's going to work everywhere and it's, it's just pathetic. The, uh, I guess the, the, the approach to film is uh, the one we, we like and, and we support and we want to happen in our company and the films we do. It's, it's when, when films are about the point of view of a director that wants to tell a story and if it matters to him, it, it might matter to someone else. But, but through the process of shooting and getting the film ready, you just are there to please a director and, and celebrate his point of view, you know? So it's all about confidence, it's all about believing in someone that has something to say. And then things happen. Then, then you think about how you're going to make this film big and how you're going to take it to other uh, countries and festivals and travel. But I guess the solution is not to think about it. No? Not to think about that and think about what matters to you and, and what you want to say really and uh, what are the ideas you want people to 
What are the questions you want to raise to to uh, to the audience? You know. Also, the the idea of putting a company was just uh, again inspired and 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 formalized a little bit by what what uh, people like Carlos and Alfonso and Guillermo and Alejandro have been doing, um, which is to uh, and also with other Latin American filmmakers like Walter Sales, no, for example. I mean, just creating a, a strong sense of community of helping each other and. And not falling into the into the most uh, kind of ridiculous temptation to elaborate a manifest or elaborate um, uh, a niche, you know. Actually, the 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 fact that Latin American films are having a little bit of resonance other than than in their their own countries is that they they are incredibly free. There's no uh, they're breaking all the molds in a sense, and they're breaking all the molds within themselves because uh, for a while it was. There was a certain mold that you had to fit in to do a certain film, in to do a film in let's say Argentina. You know, it had to be uh, if 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 the film made people laugh, then it was too Hollywood, no? If the may the film was shot well, then you were a reactionary. You know, it was kind of um, uh, there was a, a strong sort of niche that only existed for for Latin American films, and I think. The fact that they that with new technology also like people just came up and started to make films and and started to collaborate creatively with each other and to and to also respect each other's creative input but be very honest with with um with their own perspective you know uh, this was fundamental I guess and and I think we inherit that from 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 a generation before <laughs> Carlos no <I'm> sorry. <laughs> no but like Carlos and and, <laughs> and and all the people that support a team like Cruz Azul know what generation is you know like I mean another all generation, generation yeah. uh, so, <laughs> no but th these guys have a strong sense of helping each other and that is where uh, radically where where the the um, the strength of it is you know and and it's something that uh, that cannot be invented cannot be Put together just by that, it 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 has to do with with uh, just the the intention and like a symptomatic intention of people all over getting together, doing it, celebrating each other's point of view, like Diego says, and uh, and that's why we put up the company because also we are living a, a really fortunate time. Also, I mean, when when uh, ten years ago it was uh, only six films were made in Mexico, uh, right now is is increased quite a lot and. Um, and it's fantastic. It's fantastic that we're able to do what we like also. Also, for, for many years, I think cinema was not, a, I mean, cinema in Mexico was not for people to, to, to watch it, you know? It was weird. The film were done and to, to be exhibited in two or three cinemas for just a little amount of people and that was it, you know? When uh, the other day they were asking us about fame and things like that and we were like, yeah, we did cinema because we were not thinking about fame. You couldn't be famous at the time when we did it to Mama Tambien for doing cinema. It was stupid yeah. just to think about it, you know? And then, boom, suddenly uh, the audience said, we want to see it, we, we're here. And I think for many, many years we we, we treated them, we treated the audience in Mexico uh, with no respect at all. You know, with the, the documentary film festival, we've realized how much uh, people and how how many young people want to see films that are different, that 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 raise questions, that generate debate, that that make them makes them think. You know, and and the audience is there. 
So I think the the connection happened, and and uh, and this is a good times if you make film in Latin America. For just a minute, describe a little more about and there's because there's filmmakers here who are at the Tribeca Film Festival, um, who have documentaries, and and just describe Ambulante just for a moment of of what the idea was and sort of where it's going as well. It, it started like a, we have a friend that has a beautiful documentary called Tropico de Cancer, and Gael watched it and and called me and said, man, we have to present this, we have to do something around this documentary and uh, so I watched it and I loved it and we said yeah yeah let's let's kind of introduce the documentary There's, let's have something like Gael and Diego invite you to see this and then we said well let's do that with a few other documentaries and that's how the idea started and then we decided to do not a festival that happens in a, in a town that goes just again for just a little amount of people but it is more like a tour that travels through 15 cities in Mexico and stays for a week in your city, showing you in two or three cinemas of the city, 30, 40 documentaries, uh, different things. There's, uh, it has grown a lot. And now, now, the last two years, we decided to bring it out of the cinema. So it happens also in plazas. It goes to jail, to any, anywhere, you know, where there's a chance to show a film, to project a film. It goes there and, and it has... It has a big impact in, in, in the people and the cities are, I mean, it has grown, I don't know the numbers, but like it has doubled the, the amount of people every year. So the audience is there, you know, we just have to get to them and it's tough. Uh, it's tough because the, the, there's lots of locks and walls you have to, you know, but but we, we, we're trying and I think young people is getting, I mean, through internet, it's going to be so, so much easier, you know, and um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was really impressive. Uh, it was down at the Morelia Festival last year, and I think that I, I witnessed firsthand, I mean, audiences that were, I felt, uh, younger audiences who were even more engaged in even really politically aware or, or engaging documentaries, even more so than at documentary festivals I've been to in this country. I mean, just a real openness to, you know, seeing, seeing some of these, these true stories that, that, that are being told by documentary filmmakers. And also, really also fiction, in that sense, plays a strong part. Also, like, uh, uh, fiction has been, I mean, uh, through the years, of course, it has interpreted reality and it has given us a, um, a much more, let's say, uh, much more interesting and much more matter-of-fact kind of... Uh, 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 introspection on, on what happened in a certain period of history, no? Mm -hmm. Documentaries kind of have another kind of way of getting to that, but fiction is an incredibly powerful tool to tell something. And in Rudy Cursi, in a way, it's um, maybe that's something that Carlos can tell us. Uh, no, sorry. To <laughs> Rudy Cursi is the one that opens the 8th of May, right? Yeah. Three days, three after, days after Cinco, Cinco de, de Mayo. Mayo. Oh, okay. And, the, and the, <laughs> it's... <Sorry. laughs> Uh, no, but Carlos was very, very, uh, uh, very acute to to point out key elements of um, of uh, that would fit within the story that are are ha are happening right now in society in Mexico and politically and and uh, and he was very good at combining them and putting them together into a fable, into a story, into a fiction, and at, at the same time telling a huge truth about. Well, not only what's happening in Mexico, but also a worldwide kind of um, phenomenon, no? <laughs> well, that, that, that's, that's great, because I think that's exactly what... Um, that's an important couple of questions I want to ask you, because in the, in the movie, and you see it on May 8th, um, these, these, these brothers, these soccer players, um, they become famous. They become famous, uh, famous in this country, and they, they start um, 
dressing differently, acting differently, and, and uh, hanging out with a whole new set of people. And, and, um, and we learn in the course of the film, or we see in the course of the film, how, how, uh, how the challenges that that causes as the, as, the, uh, as the characters develop. And it would be interesting to hear you comment on that and what you were, what you were looking at um, as you're studying the, these particular characters and, and where, their, where their trajectory eventually brings them. I don't want to give away how the movie ends, but, but it, it takes them to a very serious place in a lot of ways. Yeah, well, uh, in what I've done, it, to me, it's very important, the context. And, uh, and so uh, as part of that context, uh, I wanted to make a, a, a social portrait of, of today's Mexico. And as that, yeah, there's this thing about yeah, failure, success, and how Mexicans regard that. Uh, but also many other themes or things that are happening, like yeah, obviously machismo and uh, single mothers, uh, single, you, you all know that, yeah? That. Okay, and um, other themes like also the drug lords. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, reality, what is happening in, in Mexico, and uh, the, you know, Guillermo del Toro says that the movie is a, is a wolf uh, hidden, uh, hidden under a sheepskin. And it is like that because it has this amiable, gentle tone, and suddenly you start to feel those uh, the, the the wolf's teeth. You know, um, the, the story gets complicated for for the characters and for also their context. Um, and, and and so you know, I just wanted to portray. I don't judge. I just I'm just showing. You know, all the all the different classes, the social strata, uh, from the very humble countryside. Uh, guys to lower middle class to the upper middle class and how uh, especially uh, Kursi, the gal character, he's a, a social climber. So like he gets a, a girlfriend because that gives him status and that shows his friends at home that he's better than they are and things like that. I don't know if that's true in real life. Uh, but um, it, uh, yeah, it, it, it has a lot to do uh, with, uh, with what is happening in Mexico uh, right now. Okay, well, um, we have about 15 minutes left for our conversation here, and I want to give the audience uh, in the, the audiences here with us a chance to ask you a question. If I could ask, uh, we have a microphone, or we have two microphones, I think, that uh, we'll pass around. Um, if I could ask you to keep your question really brief, and, and we could avoid, avoid some personal pitches and, and talking about your individual projects. Let's just get to, uh, we've had a few of those. Brief, <laughs> brief question, and we'll try to get you a quick answer so we can get to a, as many questions as possible. So uh, Frank has, has a microphone, we'll start with him, and we'll see where we go from there. Right here in the front row. All right, hi. Um, I was just wondering, as actors, if there's a particular language that you find more expressive, um, if, if you prefer uh, a, an English-speaking film or a Spanish-speaking film, and why is that? Aramaic. <laughs> yeah. Mayan. Mayan. Mayan, I, I feel, I, it comes from the inside. You know? It's much more like uh, it's there, you know, but you, you don't know. It's, uh, no, definitely Spanish. <laughs> we feel much more at ease in Spanish, as you can already tell after 45 minutes or something. Of, of yeah. us trying to speak like, a language yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that is not ours. But uh, we, we were talking about it, and, and when you work in English, it's... At least I have the feeling that I have to work three times more, you know, and uh, I never really rest at all, you know. You yeah. go home and you're like, and and it, and it's in Spanish. There's some there's a, a special freedom, but here I had a little bit that feeling at the beginning because of the accent of the characters. It's very it's very different from from the way we talk, we speak, and. Um, 
it, it took us a, a lot of time to really to really find it and feel comfortable with it. But uh, yeah, well, Spanish is it's easier, no? <laughs> We're gonna get paid Say less next time. Say it in Spanish yeah. now. No, it's much faster. Over here. Um, speaking about English, Diego, you had the opportunity to work with Tom Hanks and Sean Penn. How much harder was that? Well, I, mean, I, I didn't do that well because it? I ended up with Gael again. Uh, so obviously, no, no, that was a bad joke. Uh, yeah. No, sorry, man. I, I didn't want to say that. Uh, it, it was amazing, I have to say. Well, you said two very different actors. You said Sean Penn and Tom Hanks. They're like... And different way of approaching, uh, you know, a set. And uh, But uh, but amazing actors, both of them. I guess uh, the, 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 uh, the work I did in Milk was... Tougher and it was more I guess the intense. Question, you know? The question is, uh, who kisses better, either me or Sean Penn? Ah, I guess that's I the no? something like that, no? Something like that. Uh, or, or the Tom Hanks. <laughs> I have to say Tom Hanks because there was no camera, so we went further. You know. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> no uh, that was not the question. They're, they're both amazing actors, very different. I. I I have to say, uh, after Milk, I, I, uh, my favorite actor is Sean Penn. I, I, I think he did a fantastic, amazing job, and he was Harvey. So it's, it's more fresh. Thank you. Great. We have a question over here in the second row. Uh, thank you very much. Um, I, I saw um, Rudin Recursi, um a few days ago, and I enjoyed it very much. It was one of my favorites of the festival. And um, even though you say there's, it's, you're not doing Itumama Tambien, I did find some similarities, especially with the voiceover and so on. But actually, what um, my question is that, while most people may not know that all three of you are directors, so I wanted to ask the, um, Bernal, and, um, and, I, and I've seen both of your films too, which I also like very much, so I'm wondering if you, are you going to direct films again, and um, you know, what, what are they if, if you're planning anything? Well, uh, uh, you're, I think you're the only person in this world that has seen our films, all of them, you know? Uh. Um, <laughs> thank you. What are you doing later? Thank you, exactly. Uh. <laughs> thank you, man. <laughs> no, it's fantastic. No, man, I, I, I only know one thing that I, I would love to... There's, there was one, one French director that is very quotable. You know how... French directors are very quotable. I can't remember which one, uh, but he quoted uh, that uh, he said uh, that the first film only serves the purpose for you to do the second one, right? Um, and indeed, I feel that I really want to do the second one. Um, but the only thing is that I would never hire myself again as an actor because in the first one I did that and it is really hard to work with me. It is, yeah, yeah. It's like, it was like, you know, I couldn't stand this actor and his and his caprices, you know. And also, he was having too much. The, the actor was having too much fun, and the director was suffering a lot. It's not fair for the director to see the actor having a lot of fun. I mean, at least if you're the same guy, no? Yeah. I I enjoyed it a lot, and and uh, the editing process was amazing. The best time ever, and uh, but it was a documentary, and in a way, when you edit your 
your writing, you know, it, it can be compared to the writing in a, in a fiction. So I decided to write and I wrote a script with a friend and I'm, I'm shooting it in July. Uh, you know, I, I said it as Have a joke. Have you seen it? <laughs> <laughs> no? Okay. Maybe he has seen it before. <laughs> <laughs> but probably he knows what the story is about. Uh, um, and yeah, because... Uh, it's not that... Uh, well, no, yeah, I don't have a job as an actor, so I guess I'm going to direct now, uh, which is which is really, really fun and exciting. We have another question you back here, No? You're not going to direct again? I can do <laughs> your <laughs> films. <laughs> no, I haven't seen your films. I didn't do them. No, you know, so... No? no? no well, I don't know. I don't know what I'm, what I'm doing next. I'm, you know, in the publicity tour, and I'll find it out when I finish this thing, you yeah. After May 8th, when the film opens. Exactly. Three May 8th, that's three days after Cinco de Mayo? Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. In the States, right? Yes. Yeah. Rudy Cursi? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Sony From Pictures the guys that produced the Tumama Tambien. <laughs> right? That's cool. Exactly. We have another question back are here. On this side? Where are we? Here. Here we are. Uh, Hi. I have two questions. Ooh. One, <laughs> it's uh, how did you guys feel about... Um, your Itumama también kiss at the end. And then uh, my second question is very simple, is if you guys have girlfriends. If you ha guys have girlfriends? Okay. <laughs> That's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer the first one. Which, which answer would you like first? <laughs> uh, it does it change does, does it, your it does reaction. Change the reaction. Yeah. If, if <laughs> <laughs> uh, I... We did it. How did we feel with the kiss of Itumama también? The ninth one we gave to each other was like okay, and it's the one you see in the film because we we shot it five times, and this is a very bizarre thing that just can happen in an Alfonso Cuarón film. But the sound mixer came. Uh, he was hiding in a little place with his earphones on, and he came out and said. Guys, what's what's wrong? That kiss is not a love kiss. I'm not seeing love there. It's about love, this kiss. No, it's not about two guys having sex. No, no, this is love. <laughs> and we're okay, okay. And then he left and we were like, but he's a sound mixer. How can he know this is not about love? I mean, is he like... But it's like you. <laughs> anyway, but... Uh, well, you so, have to explain so that he's very close, no? Yeah, no, he's very um, close. The, the sound makes no, no, very close to us. that's why Alfonso, Alfonso has all his team doing, making the film with him on a way. The writer, the, 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 a sound mixer can come and say that, and, and he says, yes, you're right. So, yeah, we shot it nine times. And but, uh, but also, uh, part of it, I think, the, by the third or fourth take, I don't want to, I mean, I, I can't remember. We, were, we, we had a lot of tequila before, really. <laughs> Really, to give us a, a bit of valor and and uh, and the, the next question, yes, we do have girlfriends. Yes. Another question. Okay, let's go over to this side down here. Hey, yeah. Uh, in terms of uh, creating a film like Rory Kersey, which is created in Mexico, uh, do you guys feel like a stronger personal connection to this film in terms, like, in contrast to like films you do for a U.S. audience? Uh, uh, no, no, maybe not for the fact of being Mexico, just because it's um, with our filmic family, and that's why we feel it very personal, especially because uh, Carlos and Alfonso uh, and Alejandro González Iñárritu, uh, they were the ones that introduced us to, to the craft and, and wonder of cinema, in a way. 
and we owe it to them, or, or maybe they are the guilty ones that made us uh, take us out from this wonderful world we were living in, which was theater, and all of a sudden uh, <laughs> they introduced us to cinema, and, uh, and, and it's amazing, and it's incredible, it's, it's fantastic, and so therefore that's why, why it became, it becomes personal, um, also because we have a very also personal rapport with each other and we work uh, with each other creatively we bounce back and forth a lot not only in this movie but in other films as well and um, and so yeah it feels like we're doing something in our in our home with our family with our older brothers which are uh, Carlos and Alfonso yeah. and also uh, m most of the time it gets personal you know when you're honest it gets personal it's about I mean you have to dig inside, you have to reach for, for the answers, and, and it's personal, always. We have a question in the back row. We have time for just two more questions. We have a question here in the fourth row. It's in the back row, no? Okay, we'll get it right after. Quick question, in, in the film, you guys start off from humble means and then go up to big time stars and kind of you know, go through the ups and downs of that. Watching you guys here now, you seem like real people. You know what I mean? You guys are pretty big stars, but you seem very you know, humble. You seem like real people. And that's, to me, that's like a compliment. So I was wondering, what is it that you guys value or do or your philosophies or whatever it is that keeps you the way you are? Just, They are acting. I mean, <laughs> we they are acting. All, they have been acting all day long. <laughs> as soon as we um, get so out. don't believe them. I have a little promoting they're doing publicity that travels with me everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think it's it's because we do this because we love it and because our focus is on telling stories that matter to us and that we think people should be talking about, you know, and that uh, that the approach I mean even though yeah with the Tumama también things changed for us. We started since we were 9 and we've been doing theater uh, some and uh, and films that nobody watched and television and uh, uh, so we've th this has been a long time and and we still enjoy the process and what's the best part from what we do is what happens on set what happens when you connect with other people and try to tell a story together and when you try to really get close and and know who's in front of you and have a real exchange and and it's very intense process and it's beautiful and uh, and then suddenly there's a few that stay and become part of your family so when your focus is on that then Whatever comes is fine, and obviously the first time you get a big gift or the first time a lot of people says thank you or it, it, it gets you a little bit dizzy, you know, but then you have friends to let you know that you're the same stupid guy you were before. And uh, it's, yeah, it's not about that, I guess. Yeah, and, and also the, the, there's one thing in particular that, that, um, that uh, in a way, sort of sets you in a, in a pathway, I guess. I mean, because obviously trying to dissect what happened, it's, there's many, many things that come into play, no? But, um, but uh, we were born in, in to theatrical families, in a way. I mean, our parents uh, do theater, and uh, sort of we enjoyed a lot the process of, of being an actor, enjoyed a lot the, the way of life of an actor that travels around, that has a big family and then all of a sudden loses the family to create another one and to go out and travel and do an, and create another family and we enjoy this, this gypsy kind of lifestyle that allows you to interpret and create, say, compassion 
to another person, um, which that's why acting is so important in schools for little kids. I mean, it's, uh, it's to understand the reality of the other, no? And, and when you understand this reality of the other, you, you realize that that other is not that far away from what you thought before uh, from, from yourself, no? And, the, and I think that the characters, um, the characters have a particular problem, which is that they confuse themselves and they, and they uh, fame confuses them in a way that they think that, that, uh, that fame is a pathway to success in a sense. And uh, Carlos uh, explains it very nicely, no? I mean, real success is just to be happy, no? And, and, uh, and they had all the elements to be happy before they left. And, um, and they, they got lost in the middle, no? And, and, uh, and in a way, it's, uh, it's, again, it's a bit, it reflects a lot what's happening right now, no? There's a, there, we live in a society of, in a civilization of spectacle, of uh, entertainment and, and fame to be famous is incredibly easy and it's incredibly um, uh, there's an appetite for it uh, there's programs that are dedicated to create you know from one day to the next fame. famous people and a singer in a and week, uh, yeah. and really uh, i guess i guess I, I now now taking it from the film personally i've been doing what i like uh, and i feel incredibly proud of that and also very lucky you know because I know not many people are able to do what they like, and um, and that's more or less I, like without thinking too much about it. It's 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 as specific as that, but not you, to do what one likes, I guess. You know, one thing that that is kind of depressing and scary is that there is a necessity to be recognized before people even know it, who they are. You know, before they they do that that, that little trip or long trip, whatever it takes you to find out who you want to be, what you want to do, where you want to be, you know? And, and, and there's a whole necessity of, yeah, being recognized, have attention when you don't have anything to say. And it's kind of scary, you know? And when you find what you have to say and when you find what you want to do, then life becomes easy, you know? Because it's all about trying, uh, making an effort to achieve that. But, but when, when there's clarity, it's, it's easy. I wanted to let Carlos comment on that for just a moment because I think that as a writer, when you're writing this film, you're, you're picking up on a lot of what these guys are talking about and it's filtered through your experience as a writer of you know, your creative process of trying to comment on that or trying to, to represent that. Yeah, well, uh, you know, in this movie I was concerned that these two guys, well, they are really sophisticated uh, Mexico City actors uh, with a lot of baggage behind them and they were going to portray these very humble, naive, even ignorant um, peasants. So, you know, I just, uh, we talked a lot about that, how they were going to sort of nullify themselves so that they can create these other characters. Uh, and uh, that was, uh, I, I think our rehearsals were a lot about that, you know, discussing that, their backstories and how they were going to reach that. And then we collaborated and created together many elements that helped them build their characters and, and become those peasants. And, uh, and it was great, you know. Uh, it was a, as a great experience. Uh, also, the fact that I wrote the script for them, so that I could share not not all dra dra drafts, you know, but every each other draft and have their notes back. And uh, obviously, the I would only take the good ones, the bad ones I dismissed. And um, why did you see me when the, you said the good ones? You didn't take any of Gael's? 
I certainly took a very little <laughs> from both of you. No, but uh, no, it was and actually when we got into pre-production, it was harder the work. They both worked a lot. Uh, not only training soccer, they never learned it, but they trained. Gael had uh, accordion lessons and singing lessons, and and they were they were both finishing their films. And so they were, it was a very difficult pre-production because we were all really busy. And, uh, and I think that the only way you can do that uh, is try to be humble. And, uh, you know, when I go to my office, if you want to go to my office, you need to cross to this threshold, which is very short. So every time I go to my office, I have to lower my head to open the door. And every time I leave my office, the same thing happens. So that only reminds me that you know I have to be humble in my relation towards work, and then the same in the world. And but, uh, trying to keep uh, that. And one one other thing, just that that uh, about the process of creating the characters, that uh, actually we realized that that it wasn't about losing sophistication because that you can't act. How do you act to be unsophisticated? You know, it's like what we realize is that this prejudice that we started off with, this kind of thing of like, we saw, we saw it, it was much more direct. It was just interpreting the other person's reality. It was interpreting, uh, empathizing with the journey, the emotional journey that these characters go through. And go, go, these characters go through. And, and that is completely universal. That is completely. Uh, fantastic, and they have a beautiful complexity. The characters—they're actually even more sophisticated than we are in many ways, and uh, and and that was a big surprise for us. That was an incredible su surprise. We we um, uh, we in a way we miss the characters now. You know, they're so alive in us that um, I don't know. Maybe after you've seen the movie, we can we can do a little stand-up with the characters. <laughs> okay, we have time for one last question. We'll go right over here. Uh, yes, please stand up. Hi. Um, um, I'll do this question in Spanish if you don't mind. I don't have anything with me to give you. So, um, quería preguntarles cómo hacen ustedes para preparar en general, no solamente para esta película, sus personajes y cuánto de eso eh, viene de su educación como actor y cuánto de eso es eh, de lo que de lo que bueno de la técnica que ya ustedes fueron fueron creando en ustedes mismos o sea y, y su educación eh, actoral eh, si fue o sea ¿qué, qué fue si fue clásica o, o si el yeah. método o, o well um, to summarize it a little bit maybe the the uh, the question is like how did we um, what are the new techniques maybe that we've developed no, through our, everything that been working and also studying to make this film, no, that we sort of, and, and everything, okay. Uh, well, I guess that, uh, that uh, I mean, we, uh, I studied in, in, in England, uh, in a school called Central School of Speech and Drama. And uh, it's, as the name says, it's, <laughs> it's very central, so it's very open. Uh, it tried to show, tried to grab from different techniques all over, and uh, and I guess the real, uh, true experience also came from just working. and uh, And Diego has been working for a long, really long time, and and his work, I mean, his work has been developing so much, no, constantly, and every day it's a new, a new challenge, no. And and we arrived to this film in a in a very um, quite excited to experiment new things. 
Uh, and the fortunate thing that, that we have in this case is that, that we are friends and we work with each other and we are, we are brothers in a sense and we felt really comfortable to experiment this. And in this film in particular, what we did, uh, which was different to all the rest that, that we had done before, is that we tried to, um, we tried to do something that was a, like a stylized reality. In a way, we tried to do something that wasn't, wasn't there where farce is, but lower, still stylized, but still real, you know? And, um, and, uh, and real, not in the sense that this character's, um, uh, let's call it plausible rather than real, no? I mean, maybe because these characters don't exist. I mean, the, the eh? truthful, exactly, truthful. truthful is much better, yeah. Uh, these characters don't exist, the town doesn't exist, the, the football teams that they play on don't exist, um, and the accent doesn't exist. I mean, the, we had to make up an, make up an accent uh, out of, out of uh, let's say, 50% is from the region that we were shooting the film, but the rest is taken arbitrarily from different accents that we wanted to, and, and it's, it's completely, instead of trying to do an accent, we just, let's say, let's invent an accent and let's all create a sort of um, a way of speaking that is gonna be, it's going to be unique for the family, you know, and and the family that we are in the in the in the film, and uh, and that was really exciting to do, and and Carlos was very excited to do that, <laughs> also, and that I think this excitement to experiment something that we've never done before and something that is rarely seen also, was uh, was uh, we can only do it in a community, you know, we we felt free and and excited to to express our creative anxieties and, and and curiosities with each other and also it's it has to do a lot with the the amount of risk the director is is it's it's wanting to to take you know the, the carlos even though he's it was his first film he was so brave with every decision we had to do because there was no way to know if it was gonna work or not and and uh And it, it was, yeah, it was a huge risk. And, uh, and we didn't feel comfortable with it till we started to shoot. So definitely the way we approach this film has nothing to do with the way we approach uh, any other film. And in film, I have to say, at least that's the way I, I, I think. I think you, you can have a pattern in, in theater that in film sometimes is tough because it depends so much in what kind of director you have. There's guys that know how to talk to actors. There's guys that w they choose not to talk to actors. There's directors that don't want you to read the script. There's directors that want you to rehearse for a month. You know, it's so different with each that you basically, it has a lot to do with the personality of the guy that is going to be watching you and that you have to please. You know, if you see cinema like that, if you think cinema is about celebrating a point of view, then the way you approach a film has a lot to do with the guy who's going to tell the story. Or it, you can be one of those actors that just gets there, does his work and leaves and does exactly the same process every time, no matter who is in front. But I, I don't see cinema like that. I, I think the exchange is what matters and, and, and the way you kind of find your own way to please a director that is different and completely unique. Thank you. Well, the movie, the movie opens on... 8th of May. What day is it? Now that's three days It's after, after Cinco, Cinco de Mayo. De Mayo. Maybe. Yeah, you know Cinco de Mayo? This is three days after, so in Cinco de Mayo, you just like get ready. Oh. <laughs> Thank you guys very much. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank you very much. Thanks.